0: Aviva Canada, uh, the, your VP of fraud management joins us right now, Gord Razbeck. Gord, I have been looking forward to talking to you since we, uh, Chris Creston, first handed me this piece that was in the Canadian press. Insurance company uncovers pervasive auto body shop scams. It's a great read and it's uh, terrifying as well what you found out. Um, I want to start off by asking you if you could go through uh, your process of investigation.
1: Yes, uh, certainly. um, Basically, we've never ever quantified or been able to quantify as an insurance industry the extent of fraud that happens in the sort of auto repair sector. So we decided we sort of would dip our foot in the water and sort of check the temperature. So we got a number of cars, uh, 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 10 of them, bought them, uh, smashed them into each other, and and then took the uh, accidents and repositioned the vehicles on the road Uh, we had forensic examination before and after the damage and before any assistance arrived and uh, and then we used video and audio for each of the cases uh, all the way through when the roadside assistance uh, came along Mm -hmm. uh, up until uh, the invoices for the repair showed up
0: right and after you did this little investigative toe dip were you shocked
1: Shocked not at what was going on, uh, uh, for those of us that are in, in this sort of neck of the woods, uh, it, we know that's been going on for decades, but shocked at the extent, yes.
0: Okay, so uh, tell us what you discovered.
1: So, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, uh, you know, you had all kinds of consumer abuse that you always hear customers complaining about, uh, and and then you had upwards of criminal fraud um, in in 90% of the cases, and the average fraud, um, uh, you know, came to about fifty-seven percent above the uh, amount of damage that was actually incurred.
0: To put it in perspective, your your uh, experts estimated the damage at about thirty thousand dollars. The repair shops invoiced Aviva for sixty-one grand.
1: That's right, and uh, you know, we only made the fifty-seven percent. Only includes like outright fraud. There are there are other pieces that are questionable, but we didn't include those in the numbers. We kept the numbers conservative. Like what? And, well, things like if somebody said, oh, it took three hours to paint, but we felt it only should take two. We didn't include that. It okay. was only where parts weren't replaced or they were on the other side of the vehicle or they were supposed to be repaired and they weren't or and then in in three instances we even caught the shops with uh, covert cameras in the cars doing additional deliberate damage to the vehicles.
0: Like, can you give us a for instance, like what, what did you see?
1: Well, for instance, uh, we've got video of uh, body shop employees taking um, uh, hammers to the, to the engine block, to the headlights, uh, uh, steel bars to the hood, uh, that kind of thing.
0: Wow. That that just I mean, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that is floored by that information. I guess there are some people that uh, don't have as much faith in humanity as I do. But I'm I, I am absolutely shocked that you saw that. So can you do anything? Um, you know, can you as a result of this uh, investigation? Can you go after these people? Have you gone after these people?
1: Well, that comes next. I mean, we've gone to this extent, and, and we will we will seek criminal prosecution. You know, we'll sue them for all our expenses back. That's standard fare for us when we when we act in deterrent. But I'll tell you what you can't do. Mm-hmm. You can't sit there and try and catch it all and lock everybody up. And there's just way too much of it. This, this, is, this is symptomatic of a problem that's been around for decades. It's never been really a t- uh, uh, remedied properly. There's always, you know, the token um uh, uh you know uh, oh, we're going to try to do something about fraud we're going to try to do something fraud that comes from the government from the insurance regulator from the insurance companies themselves and it just all isn't good enough
0: i want to ask you this in the canadian press article you you were quoted as saying in canada insurers are not only not compelled to report fraud uh they're not even compelled to do something about it the insurers themselves don't seem to be able to get their act together on this problem can you elaborate on that
1: yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there are companies that are very, very strong in trying to do something about it, and there are other companies who don't do a damn thing about it, and uh, and and that's because they don't have to. Because we're going to
0: pay higher premiums, is that correct?
1: Well, I, I don't, I don't think they don't do it because you have to pay higher premiums, but but for all of your listeners, you're the one, and you and I, you, we're the ones that end up paying for all this abuse. I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's how insurance works.
0: How much did you estimate this affected the average uh, driver's premium?
1: Well, what we did is we took conservative numbers and said, look at, if you take all the um, non-accredited shops out of the picture, take all the commercial fleets, which there still is fraud happening in those uh, and just stick to private passenger cars at non-accredited shops, which all these shops were, and, and, um, and extrapolated. It works out to about $547 million in Ontario. And, and uh, you know, using the same type of formula, um, it's, it's almost $2 billion in, um, in Canada, and that estimate includes fraud on the injury side, which is the other big contributor to, to um, the increase in insurance premiums. According
0: to a report that was commissioned by the province uh, in 2015, we found that uh, people in Ontario pay almost 55% higher than the Canadian average for our insurance premiums. So this is of paramount importance to our listeners right now. Uh, What does Aviva want the government to do to fight fraud?
1: Um, Aviva has a five-point plan, and uh, and, and I'm not going to go through all five, but I'll tell you the main one is... Um, insurers should be made to identify fraud, investigate fraud, and most importantly report fraud to one another. Um, uh, right now uh, there'll be very few shops that will commit fraud against Aviva right now, so they'll shift their attention to ones that maybe aren't uh, creating that much attention to it. That's not going to help the consumer that's shopping around mm-hmm. looking for a deal across insurance companies, so so that's got to be the starting point. The second one and this is the one that bothers me personally the most is if you if you just saw through the video the amount of abuse that and and misrepresentation and outward lying that goes on for people that are assisting people when they're stuck on the side of a highway and the weather's the wind's blowing and the snow's blowing and they 've got nothing else to do but to follow the advice that they're getting, signing blank work orders, and then it starts the whole mess, and the insurers can't help them after. So it's both of those things. It's just out of control.
0: We are going to have all three party leaders on today on the show with John Oakley, uh, starting at 4 o'clock with Doug Ford. What question would you like them to consider?
1: I I, I mean, I'd like anyone to consider the question, when is it that you're going to take a broken auto insurance system that, uh, that honest people have to pay for so that other people reach in the pockets of insurance companies and take that money out and fix it once and for all, instead of the odd token remedy that makes it look like you're doing something about it. I can tell you I, I'm a former police detective and I've been an insurance executive for 23 years and, uh, and for 41 years I've been hearing that this problem exists And I've yet to see it fixed, and and it's across the entire country, and somebody has got to fix this.